Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? That you can't, that if you have your hazard lights on while you're driving, you can, that traffic laws don't apply anymore. <laughs> that is right. a myth. Yeah. Uh, but I have seen like three or four people in the last couple of weeks in LA where I'm like, you just can't just put them on and do whatever. <laughs> yep. I fire them up and I start in the uh, middle, I'll stop in the middle of the freeway to get some out of my trunk. Like if right. you could, yeah, if you could do that, that, everyone would just have them on ramming into each other. I like, yeah. had my lights on. What wait? What kind of egregious hazard light use did you witness? On the way here was what oh, like shit. sparked it, where I was like, "Man, this is like something I've seen three or four. Uh, just one of those Starline tour vans. Uh huh. Dude, just I watched him do it in the. He was in the far right lane, right in front of me, and he just put on his his hazards and then just went over like and did a complete U turn on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, like, like that. It wasn't like, hi, I'm going to pick up these passengers, double park or something. It's like, I'm using this to That's be like, what I warning, thought. He was just I'm like, a, right. He was just going to, you know, veer off to the right sure. and be like, this is how you <laughs> Cut stop. across to the left? He took. <laughs> hey, they're a, called hazards, man. That's yeah. what he's like, I'm about to be a hazard. This is hazardous, right. right. Yeah. And the way, I mean, but there's like other people stopping and looking like I did, like, what? You can't even. <laughs> right. That's Not even doing guy. the hand out the window. That's oh, the, that used to be the hazard sign. He had this like look on his face, like, this is how driving happens. Right. Like, there was no concern. Also, were there passengers in it? I don't know. I couldn't because see I because I was just was like, gig, who is this man? If that was my gig and I knew my company was insured on that shit, I would probably be like, man, fuck it. Watch this. I'm not even fucking around. I'm just going to do this U-turn with the hazards on. I mean, Start there was no in. emotion either way. It right. was just like, this is how my day goes. Yeah. Right. So that was just, like, I mean, I went, I went from being like, what in the fuck? To being like, all right, dude. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah that's, okay. that's next level bad driving when you can't even be mad. You're yeah. just like, well, you're in <laughs> awe. You're like, God, I'm glad that I got out of your way. Amazing. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah it's, he uh, may be still doing it. Right right, now. Just, just right. doing donuts. In yeah, the he's like, someone's going to hit me. I was trying to get hit, but everyone just keeps respecting I me. see that too when people go in the emergency lane, like to beat like morning rush hour traffic. Yeah. And I'm always like, please. Dear God, if there's a good cop out there, let me see you pull this asshole over right now. Because mm -hmm. there'll be people just, they throw the hazards on, they're flying down the emergency lane. You're like, that, that is not even, that right. doesn't even prepare somebody just because the lights are on. Because by virtue of what you're doing, just like busting U-turns from the far right lane. It's just, you're just going to see somebody just like, bam! Yeah. And you're like, oh, there it goes. It's like the motorcycle guys. I respect, hate them. Yeah. Equally. Where I'm like, that's cool, but you're going to die. Right. And I'm okay with it. You mean like when, they, when they're splitting lanes and stuff? It's that risk reward that most of life is. Yeah. Where you're just like, good. Right. Yeah. What's the consequences? You're like, I'm going to get there 30 minutes early, but I could die. Right. Yeah. All it takes I'm going to have fun doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if uh, I don't have fun, I might be dead. It just takes one stoner jamming too hard to modest Yahoo to not notice you and yeah. just swipe you. Yes. And good night you. It's impressive, though. Uh, yeah. It is kind of impressive. That's why I said I hate respect it. Yeah. 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 I think that's the. I think you're that's like, I wish I would do it. Right. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> I'm not. Mm -mm. Too not scared. Me. Too scared. 
Got kids to live for. That is the yeah. There's yeah. the children thing now. See, it's these damn kids. See, this is this where you fucked up. I'm about to buy my motorcycle now. Well, like the thing they no say kids. about uh, <laughs> motorcycles is that our brain like sometimes doesn't register them because our brain is just like the way it's built. When we're out driving, we're just looking for, for car shaped things that are moving like cars, and so people will just drive like it's not there. And I feel like motorcycles. So, like good motorcyclists recognize that and oh, like yeah. drive defensively about it. Yeah. And then bad motorcyclists are like, I'm going to take advantage of that. They don't see me. Bah! Yeah, I'm like, right. I'm behind you. Now I'm in front of you. I mean, all it takes is you one time to almost kill a motorcyclist to forever be afraid of killing another motorcyclist right. as a, as a driver. Yeah. Oh, in San Francisco, it's insane. They're everywhere. And those hills and everything, you're like, what happens? Well, you get hit sometimes. Yeah. That's what <laughs> all of them say. Hey man. Sometimes you get hit. What's something people think is true you know to be false? So I had a couple ideas for this. And uh, like the Netflix model is uh, unsustainable. And Naomi's like, don't do that. Do something fun. (laughs) So the myth that I'm going to dispel is. The Netflix model isn't unsustainable. (laughs) Uh, Mozzarella sticks are bad for you. That's the myth. And I'm going to say no. They're great for you. Yeah, okay. Now, follow the logic on this. Have you guys ever been in a high-stress situation? Yes. Every day. Okay. And how does your body feel in that high-stress situation? I don't know. Garbage. I've never felt different. <laughs> so you, from the womb to the tomb. Womb, womb to the tomb. High-stress stress situation. Unpredictable. Yeah. So yeah. have you ever been in a more stressful situation? Yes. 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 And how does yeah. your body feel then? Very, very tight. Right. Yes. Okay, okay. So uh, I, a, a while ago, Naomi and I were in a uh, working on a project that was- uh, we were working with some terrible people. Mm-hmm. This is like uh, the five brothers. You can say, okay, <laughs> we're, I don't know why we decided to sell a TV show to the Koch brothers. We were writing <laughs> scripts for Prager University but, videos. <laughs> but it was all about how frack, it was uh, there, It was about a, a fracking team and how they're saving the world. Mm-hmm. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, they start fracking and like discover there's like a whole underground civilization. That the, the frackles. Yeah, the frackle rock. Yeah, frackle rock. Come on, yeah. it was right there in front of us the whole yeah. time. Uh, um, so it was about six years ago now uh and um i got um chest pains from this naomi got an ulcer from this this thing yeah it was really it was not it was not good we were under so much stress and um what was what was the bright spot in our lives why the food we would eat Mm -hmm. so now i say this when you are in a high stress situation why not eat a mozzarella stick yeah yeah okay from where from where from where from where though are we well where are we now in Los Angeles, America. I mean, like, but I'm just saying that that like I can't dictate wherever you are. Where the best mozzarella stick is, I'll well, tell what you this: was the one you were eating. I'm more. I'm. I want to get like. Well, that was New York. Then I don't know exactly. Call it up. here. House of Pies. Surprisingly, the best mozzarella stick I've had in Los really? Angeles. Cosa Buona comes in second. Cosa Buona because they have uh, a smoky mozzarella stick, but mm-hmm. it's not. A, but it's like homemade. It's delicious. But it's when you want like a mozzarella stick, flour shell, deliciously fried. Yeah. House of Pies. Nothing else wow. on their menu was great, right? But their mozzarella sticks. Brought to you by House of Pies. You know that's what I think most doctors say. If you're having chest pains, <laughs> have some mozzarella sticks. <laughs> I do think though. What's going on, Andy? Chest I pains. I mean, when people yeah. when people I talk can't about feel my arm, but I should have these mozzarella sticks with the other one. When people talk about uh, the placebo effect, they picture like sugar pills only. But mm-hmm. I do feel you know the placebo effect basically means how you 
think you feel is sure. like how your body is actually going to, you know, behave and right. medically exist. And I feel like, you know, eating comfort food sometimes is oh hell yeah healthy. There's nothing that man. I I know exactly what you mean. Stress eating uh, and I <laughs> will go hand in hand. Yeah, and also knowing there are certain things that you eat that make you feel really good. Yeah, I love a French dip sandwich. Yeah, ooh, that's just uh, that's just how I self medicate. <laughs> with food with french mm. dip that seems that french seems very hoity toity yeah well i mean like you get a philippe's you can get you know there's, there's a way to make it yourself where you get the little packet and uh just make a weird one on your stove not mm. that great french yeah, onion like, soup for me that's a part of the bourgeoisie oh. yeah. Over here. yeah well right you know. am i right well you know uh when you, you'll see my ex massad security guards beat the shit out of you if you're trying to get at me <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if authenticity is becoming less of a thing in in like modern hip hop and just modern culture in general because we have like YouTube stars who are like the Paul brothers who are just like bad. They're just caricatures WWE of WWE caricatures of like something, but like not actually believably authentic in any way. Right. Well, but then I think, but the, but really, the artists that do really well are the actual artists right. you know, who are really like, this is me. This is what I'm doing. This is how I'm choosing to express myself, no matter what the genre is. Right. Because I think there's a sincerity about someone really expressing themselves truly that no matter what the beats are, the lyrics or the package, it just, it just connects with people on a deeper level. Right. You know, I think that authenticity is a term that's thrown around a lot these days. Right. And, and, and I, and look, I think that, I am very authentic. I think I have a very authentic voice. I think that my memoir is very authentic, and anything that I do is authentic. Um, so if people are going to be storytellers, and the the claim is that they are telling their own story, right, mm. as opposed to writing fiction, right. then I want authenticity. Right. right. And I think that MCs would probably consider themselves storytellers. I think the best of them are and herein, I also want authenticity. I th that's why I think I'm having an issue with saying, okay, you know, I'm down with this or I do that or, you know, going back to the guys I was telling you about in the industry who, right. you know, suddenly acted like they were, you know, so, so down. Yeah. I mean, to me, one of the most beautiful manifestations of authenticity in hip hop was Redman's episode of Cribs. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, this Legendary. is, you know... For that show, MTV Cribs, they used to rent houses for the rappers. Right. They used to rent cars yeah. for the rappers. So that's the furthest thing from authenticity, right? Mm -hmm. That's the opposite. And he so disrupted that. Yeah. Um, he completely subverted that model. He's like, let's right? hop over my right, because, because. <laughs> right, because exactly. Here, here's, the, here's the box on top of, here's a cereal box on top of my fridge that has the dollar bills in it, <laughs> right, right, right? right? And I think that also speaks very much to his talent and his confidence and knowing there's nothing that I could do or show you that's going to ever shake who I am as Red Man. Mm -hmm. right. And so the notion that there is a show based on luxury, Right. On aspirational living. And it's all about consumerism. That too is kind of offensive to me. I never fucking watch that show. Right. Mm. I never watched. I never watched Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. I never watched any of those things that shoved in my face. Wouldn't your life be amazing if it was this? Right. Because those are not the things that define 
happiness. Yeah, they're all like external. Me. That's right. They're yeah, completely yeah. external. And look, I would love a nice big fat crib. I'd love to fucking fly private and all that. I would love that, but that's not. I'm not on the paper chase. Right, right, right. So the fact that there that there that there was so much programming. I don't know if there's any more. I don't really watch television like that. But the fact that there was so much programming around um, wanting to be wealthy and live in luxury, I think is kind of gross to the point that you fake it again it's faking right right right? rent this house which house do you want i want the one with the fucking big ass you know i want the one with the big ass aquarium and it's got to have the you know like that house i remember that one yeah oh i don't i don't don't know he had an obscene aquarium oh okay well yeah just all of those markers of success which are firmly based in capitalism. Oh, absolutely. Right? Which kind of goes back to the conversation about billionaires. Like right. capitalism, capitalism, my girlfriend, Treva Lindsay, said capitalism makes this shit hard, Soph. Yeah. It makes it hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, just, it, it just necessarily, if you think about it, it necessarily compromises everything we do. I own a home. Exactly right. Right. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, and I think it's funny too, as you say, like, they, they need to sell a mirage of aspirational wealth and mm-hmm. things like that because to to really inoculate people or get people to buy into that thinking is the precisely the kinds of shit you see in the form of like centrism where really evaluating what the issues are and if there is a class of wealth in this country that is actually working against everything and a lot of systemic issues are coming from this mentality of like c- consume, consolidate, as gather much as, as possible, much as possible right. yeah. to the detriment of others – you like that's sort of how these programs function because it's sort of like this thing in the back of your mind. It's like, well, I don't should, should I be should I be mad at millionaires? Because like, what right. if I'm a millionaire? You know what I mean? Right. Like that would be sick. Right. right. So maybe I should go easy on them because that could be me. You know what I mean? Like, there's that subtle. It works on your subconscious because for me, as a fucking what fourteen year old, probably watching Cribs at the time, fifteen. I was full. I fully. I'm sure you found it completely seductive. Of course, how could you not? And most people would. Absolutely. I went to the back of the Source magazine and ordered fake canary yellow diamond earrings (laughs) and shit. I wanted to fucking show out because, in my mind, that really was. I I had a very one dimensional idea of what success or happiness was, and it was purely as do most of us. Get shit. Absolutely. But but that's. But again, that's where we live. We live in America. Right. 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 I love fancy things. I wear a Gucci hat. I buy Prada shoes. You know, I I absolutely am part of this system. There's Mm -hmm. no doubt in my mind. You know, the other thing I think about you guys in terms of authenticity is that, you know, I came up in an era where there was no social media. Right. And so I think about, I think, is it safe to say that Instagram is probably the um, most robust platform for artists? Um, yeah, more, definitely more so than Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, it, yeah, it depends on where you're at, but yeah, Instagram for sure is. Yeah, right. So let's say I have one, two, three, five, ten million followers, and it's all about pictures. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's all about what I wear, where I live, mm. what I drive, whom I'm fucking, mm-hmm. what I'm right. eating, what I'm drinking. I mean, I cannot imagine you guys the how onerous it is. To sustain mm-hmm. this big willy, back in the day we used to say big willy, this big willy lifestyle. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, you know, so what if you walk down the street and you just want to like, you're not wearing whatever the fuck, or whatever the brands yeah. are, whatever the sneakers are and stuff like that, yeah. you know? I, I, I never, 
I never want to be in a position where I'm going to be embarrassed. I take Uber pools. Mm-hmm. Right. I can't, I'm a fucking immigrant. When I look at the right. $4 price difference, You're I'm like, like Fuck that. I yeah. could afford the $4, <laughs> but I can't. Yeah, right. Constitutionally, yeah, as an immigrant, right. I can't you do it. You hear a voice in your head being like, oh, <laughs> yeah. really? Yeah, my mother. Yeah, yeah it's right. my mother going, why don't you take the subway, right? And I'm like, I'm treating myself to a pool. But just right. the notion of you know going back to authenticity, a lot of that too, I think, is not necessarily authentic because I think a lot of the artists out there are spending their money on these things that present a lifestyle mm-hmm. but then do you own a home right do you have a trust for your children right right do where is your money parked mm-hmm. right so you might not you might not go into the stock market or whatever but is it somewhere because some of these guys millions of dollars will go through their hands and leave their hands. Right. And that's okay. Look, if I was a 19-year-old kid, I'd spend the shit out of my money. I would be I would be I would be off the chains. I would be off the rails. I would <laughs> right. be foolish, right. right? But the notion that I now, oh fuck you guys, I got to pose. Hang on, I got to go buy these shoes. Hang on, I got to go do that. I, I got to yeah. go do that. Yeah. That's a lot. I got to yeah. pose by this like villa. Right? Uh, yeah, I've got to be in a G5. Well, yeah. The I got to pretend my friends thing. from TV are also my friends in reality. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. And I think that's sort of, that's why I think the Instagram is the, it's the perfect sales tool because it sells people on seemingly authentic versions of life because mm-hmm. people, it's like, well, a person posted that, not mm-hmm. person with a stylist, yeah. the fucking whole marketing plan. And lighting. Was, yeah, lighting. Right. <laughs> uh, who has someone probably editing the photo itself. Absolutely. Who probably has deals going with yeah. brands to figure out like, okay, well, here's a deal. We'll get you to this location mm-hmm. and then we'll settle things. And that kind of helps, you know, create this thing of longing through your your phone screen. Yeah, and it's even worse for women. Right. Right? So, okay, take that picture, but get rid of all my age spots, you right, guys. Right, get rid right. of the bags under my eyes and get rid of the wrinkles and everything, and I'm going to get surgery, and I'm going to do all this, and I'm going to, you know, my tits are going to be bigger, my waist is going to be smaller, my ass is going to be bigger, and and no shade to anybody that does this. I, I I'm, That's not what I'm saying, but we are living in a time where there, where we can actually buy a certain kind of beauty mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so if we if if we have the means and we're all going towards frankly what i think is a very uh, a narrow right def- definition of beauty well first of all we're going to become more homogenous right. which i never like mm. right and then what does it mean for me raising a daughter who is a yellow girl right. again in a white world mm-hmm. right who does not fit into this paradigm of beauty how do i tell her if she says to me, and she never would, but if she said to me, mommy, I want to get a, this job or a, that job or whatever, right. you know, the, the things that we have to battle. And so to be a famous woman too, like nobody gives a fuck what a man eats. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Nobody gives a fuck. Right. But if somebody sees an actress, let's say she's a thin actress and she's eating a cheeseburger and like, what, that's a fucking story now? Right. Like who gives a so, fuck? Whoa, she's right. brave. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. She's brave for eating what she wants. Exactly. It's like we're fucking human beings. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh man, it's uh yeah, and I think also like growing up in LA, man, you, I've I see how quickly people's shit gets poisoned by this like performative. Yeah, I've heard that too. Like wealth yeah. shit, and it's yeah, yeah. it's and it's the beauty exhausting. shit too, right? Yeah. Like if I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna be on the red carpet, you know what? Sophia's not quite pretty. You know what? 
I, I think I have to upgrade from Sophia. Right, right, right. right? Yeah. I've got to get somebody who's younger and thinner yeah. and this and that. Yeah, they're like, yeah. oh, well, like I can't pull up to a party with That's you because right. you're a college student. That's right, and so I can't pull a, up in this car either. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Uh, okay, what, you going to park your prelude around the corner? Right. Yeah. We'll act like our limo broke down? <laughs> okay. Let me I tell you something. A, that prelude fucking goes, ma. <laughs> I ride a city bike in New York. So. Yeah. And I take Uber pools. There you go. I mean, but that's the thing. Like, right, I think it's about people being able to realign what makes them happy or redefine what makes them happy. I think because we have the, because consumer culture makes us think when I attain X, then I will be happy. That's right. Not I will be happy. Right. Right. Then I can attain whatever. And and those things have to be the gravy, not the meat. Mm -hmm, Right. right. Like my ex and I talk about this in my memoir is a 34th generation Shaolin monk. And when we started seeing each other, I you know, completely, I was a stylist and he started wearing Prada Sport and stuff like that. And he looked really great. And I remember people looking askance at him and they're like, oh, I didn't know that Buddhist monks could wear Prada. Like, you know what? Suck a dick, homie. Because it's not about, it's not about him wearing the Prada. It's about him being attached to it. And he would never be attached to it. Right, right, right. Right. He fucking slept on a concrete floor for like 25 I don't think he's going to care if he can't wear a fucking Prada jacket tomorrow. It's like not having running water. We'll kind of do that to you. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So the notion, it's not about having it for me. It's about I have to actively exercise not being attached to it. And I think that what's really, really important for us spiritually and just for our soul and 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 our internal happiness is to not let the external world define it. Am I happy if I buy a new pair of shoes? Sure I am. But does that define my happiness or yeah. define me? Of course it doesn't. Right. 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 Because if you, yeah, if the shoes are taken away and it fucks you up, right. then right. That that's ain't exactly it. It. Yeah. Right. that. What happens atta- when I say it's the same thing with praise, right? Of getting too attached to people's praise. Yeah. It's like, yes, that can feel good, but if that becomes your be all end all, right. what do you do when that you no longer right. hear that? Right. Where you, you have- from? Right. It's like enough. It's a good reminder, right. but I don't need that. I don't feed off. That's not my fucking oxygen. Exactly. Right. You have to have your your internal barometer and your internal compass have to be so fucking solid. And then all of it is like, you take it and it comes and it goes and it's fine. Yeah. Just yeah. move like water, baby. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like Bruce Lee. Be like water, my friend. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. And we're back. Uh, let's talk about LeBron James. Uh, this this upset me more than I sh- more than it should have. More than I care to admit. Yeah. Um, so look, the NBA uh, and pretty much any company doing business with China that's an American based company is going through a bit of a, a time now where people right. have to be like, should we talk out loud in favor of people who are being oppressed by this autocratic regime? I don't know. Or do right. we like money better? Right. And the NBA saga unfolded when Daryl Morey from the Rockets tweeted out an image in solidarity of the Hong Kong protests. Woo. And then and so that, was that caused fired. Dude, then... caused a caused a f- massive profits fire. Like yeah. leaning sportswear ended their deal with the Rockets. Ten cent, like every company, a lot of companies are doing business with the NBA. Were like, we're done. James like, Harden and Russell Westbrook in the immediate aftermath were like, we love China. China's, China's the sick. best. China's we, actually really tight to me. We so. love our fans there. Super tight. We <laughs> love authoritarian really to communism yeah. right. slash capitalism. So sick though, whatever. Uh, I guess I'm more, I, I was more willing to forgive that because it was the day after and they were clearly like had a gun to their head. Whereas this is like, 
Yeah, well, I think a week and a half later, LeBron James he has to say something. I'm sure he was probably asked. I'm right. sure that's how it all happened. And his answer, anyway, he just has this quote. He said, "I don't want to get into a verbal feud with Daryl Morey, but I believe he wasn't educated on the situation at hand." Um, and he spoke. And he spoke. That's... Wow. Uh, and so many people could have been harmed, not only financially, huh. physically, emotionally, spiritually. So just be careful what we tweet and say and we do, even though, yes, we do have freedom of speech, but there can be a lot of negative that comes with that, too. I mean, mm. unless we play in China, then we don't. Right. Uh, I'm just, uh, what? Have freedom of speech. What was, what, what is he, I don't understand that he, he, he wasn't educated on the situation. What is he misinformed by? I, like yeah, exactly. I was confused. What 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 did LeBron James think that Daryl Morey didn't know when he tweeted support for the people in Hong Kong who are being like riot policed to? I think I don't know the maybe cynical he didn't version. Understand the whole like the law, like what was going on with the ex, is it extradition? I forget the exact. Sure. The like what the reason why the, the rendition people were maybe he didn't protesting. understand that whole thing. I think yeah, that, I think really what it says the translation might be talking about China can fuck up everyone's money. We aren't right. willing to confront their transgressions because it would risk our revenues, so we have chosen to ignore this because money is more important. Yeah. I think is what he meant. Right. Straight up. See, guys? It's a class warfare. Yeah, no, but it, but again, you know and it's a very odd. It was a weird thing to say, and I I can only imagine the 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 league's biggest star probably has to send up a flare to Chinese business interests to say like I am still in line with whatever y'all are trying to do. But even the NBA, after they initially issued a statement that was like kind of the in this direction, that was sort of like, well, you know, there's d- multiple sides to everything. Uh, Adam Silver came out and was, you know, said, made a statement that was definitely picking the side of, you know, freedom of speech and pissing China off. So, like, it's not like Adam Silver was behind him being like, say this or or else. Yeah, no, I... I, it, it was all about not fucking up his money. It yeah. was like he's about progressive values until it becomes uncomfortable. It's a little, him. yeah, it's a little sad to see. Because on one hand, I I can understand privately if he's what he's saying is to someone else. He goes, man, Daryl should have known. He's like, we we are in bed with China. That's like a third rail topic. Like you right. only talk about the business and that. Don't talk about anything about what their government does or anything to do with their domestic reform policy. You can talk about the Meg and other yeah. international co-productions. Right. And how how sick leaning footwear is. Right. But like, that's where I wish he would have just not said anything at all because I can stomach him just being, you know, about his money and not really trying to act like he's some kind of savior type person. Right. But it's drawn a lot of criticism. Him saying this has drawn a lot of criticism. Muhammad Ali's wife was like, Muhammad Ali wouldn't have done that. And he wouldn't have. No, he wouldn't have. But I, I do think it's... Sometimes important to remember, like, you you shouldn't have your hopes, like, pinned on. Like, I don't watch athlete interviews after the game for a reason. Like, they are <laughs> always boring as fuck. Yeah, and, and like, I not, like the they don't have interesting performances. Right. I just want to into... thank God. Right. Uh-huh. I want to thank. Leaning sportswear. Jesus. Right. Yep. I want to thank the Holy I'm Ghost. I'm sorry, I misspoke. Not Jesus. Uh, Xi Jinping. <laughs> Xi Jinping. I'm Jesus. sorry. Uh, Xi Jinping Christ. Yeah, but Ali, Kaepernick, uh, like you can't you can't really count that many athletes who were like important. You know, OJ Simpson on Twitter, 
uh, is great. Tom <laughs> Wait, Brady. Sorry, hold on. Obviously, you know the greats. Uh, what did OJ say? Oh my God, he's just, just too much. He's incredible. On I love China. Makes some great knives. Right. <laughs> there you go. Well, I think that's the 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 whole deal, right? Is certain people in your activism, if you're really about your activism, you will follow that path wherever it leads you. It's right. not for the faint of heart. Right. And I think that's what we see is at the end of the day, LeBron James is a capitalist. Right. That's his prerogative as a I mean, a this is what person. Michael Jordan probably would have done or said. Dude, like, yeah. He would have been head. like, fuck them protesters. Right. Probably. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he's... Um, was that your Michael Jordan impression? No, well, just no. I don't, I, I don't think there's a way to properly do Michael Jordan. <laughs> right. Uh, but, but he did say I can't fuck even imagine what his he voice said, sounds like kids. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's not a very kind guy. But, right. like, you know, for example, you know, Ennis Cantor, who's a Turkish player, he tweeted out basically... After this came out, he said, "Have so anyway." Enes Kanter is basically cannot go back to Turkey. Right, Erdogan. Erdogan is, is wants him dead. Yeah, and Enes Kanter has been outspoken and a, a very big critic of Erdogan, and so that comes with consequences. And he tweeted, "Haven't seen or talked to my family five years. Jailed my dad. My siblings can't find jobs. Revoked my passport. International arrest warrant. My family can't leave the country." Got death threats every day. Got attacked, harassed. Tried to kidnap me in Indonesia. Freedom is not free. Yeah. And I think that sort of realigning the stakes for people here, it's like this isn't just some it, it's not just like is the is it did it was it Yanni or Laurel? Right. It's like <laughs> fucking yeah. real shit here. Right. It's not like, oh yeah, I'm either cool with this or no, actually this is yeah. actually in, I cannot abide by this. It just and, depends on your point of view. Yeah. And like and again, you should have taken other people's point of views into a Take, into account. Take the middle road like most people and just don't say anything at all. Right. You know, but if you're going to, don't don't, don't speak do this, speak man. on the right side, please. Yes. Um by the way, has anyone ever done an uh Erdogan slash and one mashup? Ooh. <laughs> Erdogan <laughs> mixtape. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I would wow. love to see that. Hell yeah. I mean, his crossover was nasty. <laughs> right. I saw him fucking spin hot sauce in half. Yeah. Uh, it was incredible. <laughs> What is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? That Asian men aren't sexy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't have a problem if you have a preference. I totally get that. We all, we all have preferences. But when people make the blanket statement. Right. Ugh. Speaking that, absolutes. That's right. Yeah. Come on. Everybody, you know, nobody finds Asian men sexy. Um, I want to slap the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah. Because you are effectively erasing a whole gender of a whole race. And I've been thinking about this a lot, you guys, in terms of my memoir, mm -hmm. visibility and erasure. Right. Mm. And black women too, mm. erased. Right. Me too, erased, mm. right? And how we actively have to ourselves unerase ourselves and give ourselves the visibility, which isn't fair. We shouldn't have to do that. We should just have it, right? right? But we don't. So we have to fight for that. So, you know, the notion, I mean, the father of my two children is a 34th generation Shaolin monk who could kill you with his bare hands in 30 seconds. But mm. there are a myriad other incredibly sexy men. Bruce Lee, God rest his soul, Chayun mm. Fat, Tony Lung. I mean, Jake Choi, it's just... Uh, to the way that the West has systematically emasculated and castrated my brothers while simultaneously exoticizing, mm -hmm. eroticizing, and fetishizing me right. yeah. is infuriating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Um, you fell in love with Chai and Fat because of who? Um, so I grew up yellow in a white world. Right. And yellow wanting to be white in a white world. Sure. And then I heard hip hop, then I moved to New York, and then I then I meet Wu-Tang. And, you know, they're talking about, you know, Ray, you know, there's that great skit on 36 Chambers where Ray is saying, you know, meth, where's my killer tape? Where's my killer tape? And, and I was like, oh, okay, you know what? I'm going to pay attention to this because they were so deeply respectful of Asian culture in general, right. but they love John Woo. So I watched The Killer and I watched Hard Boiled and I went down the John Woo rabbit hole and I watched <laughs> all of his movies. I still have the laser discs. I watched all of his movies. Laser discs. Laser discs. <laughs> I, I, I actually hey. still have laser Google it. Yeah. Um, I've, <laughs> I don't know how many times I've seen The Killer. Um, I don't. It's my favorite movie all to, of all time. Chayanne Fad is his muse in the same way that De Niro um, Scorsese's muse. And to me, John Woo was the greatest director of all time, and Chayanne Fad is the greatest actor of all time. And I think that what Asian action movies manage to do that I don't know that Western ones are able to do mm -hmm. is infuse philosophy. Mm. And maybe that comes from the martial arts tradition, right? Because in the martial arts movies, you have action, but you always have philosophy, right. whether it's Buddhism or Taoism or, you know, a form of Confucianism. And so a perfect example, I'll tell you, there's a movie called The Departed, mm -hmm. right? And it was huge. It won the Academy Award that right. year. Um, that movie was a remake of a Hong Kong movie called Infernal Affairs. Right. And it was directed by... Andy Lau, I believe. Now, if you watch The Departed, it was my favorite movie of that year. If you watch The Departed and then you watch Infernal Affairs, you can see that The Departed had to have a Hollywood ending. Right. In right. a way that Infernal Affairs did not feel beholden mm -hmm. to make, you know, it's going to be okay. Yeah, right, right. 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 The, bad, the, bad, yeah. the bad guy's going to get it. And the conflict, and there were great actors in The Departed. Yeah. And it's an he's an amazing director. The But the, the, the conflict that was demonstrated in Infernal Affairs was made that movie so much more touching and compelling, emotionally right. compelling for me. Yeah. Does it end with a rat coming in and winking at the camera? Or it doesn't? <laughs> Fuck. They, that should be the alternate yeah. ending. It might be on the Laserdisc version. Never, yeah, flip your Laserdisc yeah. over. Yeah. 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 All right, guys, we have to get to... The story of Robert Downey Jr.'s return to the big screen, yep. the silver screen, temple, post MCU. Uh, the he gritty remake. Is, Robert Downey Jr. is Doolittle. Wow. Is this like Joker? So, this is like Joker. Uh, it's equally anticipated. Also, uh, won the uh, award for top film at the Venice Film Festival uh, when it premiered there. <laughs> Doolittle? Um, yeah. yeah, Doolittle. Uh, People no. were sobbing in the audience. <laughs> so this movie, I think, technically is the opposite of those attributes in that it was set for a to be released last spring and has instead been held for January, uh, which is generally like studio dumping ground where they just yeah. drop all the. I mean, it's a kids movie, right? So I don't know. You saw the trailer. It looks like a kids movie. I mean, it it is a kids movie right. because uh, Doctor Doolittle lives in an enchanted castle where he has a toy train running through it for some reason. Uh, like a weird FAO Schwartz right. on mushrooms. Yeah, like toys. The uh, the Robin Williams yeah. movie. Love it. But it's. And Joan Cusack. So what one sign that we're in uh, on shaky ground is that 
Robert Downey Jr., in order to uh, keep himself focused, uh, attempted a Welsh accent. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Oh, Just, that's like a he, Welsh accent? He literally said uh, he's doing it as a fun challenge for himself. What's a, a Welsh fun... accent? It's... So it is uh, Christian Bale's accent, which if you've ever listened to Christian Bale in interviews, sometimes he sounds like he has an accent, sometimes he doesn't. It's like, why does Christian Bale have a fake accent? He doesn't. Yeah. He has a Welsh accent, which even Welsh people are like, it's really a weird accent. Or depending on where you are, it <laughs> differ. I mean, Catherine Zeta-Jones is also Welsh. Right. And you're like, I, it's like vaguely English. Right. But So like Madonna. Yeah. Right. Like Lindsay Lohan. Uh-huh. Well, like the other time that somebody tried to do a really difficult accent, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio did a Blood South Diamond. African a- accent in Blood yeah. Diamond. And everyone was like, that's the worst accent work ever. But then South- some South African people were like, no, it's actually really good. But we just have a weird accent that like... On some words, it sounds like you forgot to do the accent, and on other words, it sounds like you have a thick accent. I remember my first trumpet teacher when I was taking lessons as a kid who like worked at my school. His wife was South African, and when she spoke, I was like, as a kid, I didn't know what the accent was, and I thought, I was like, it sounds like she's from Texas mixed with England. Right. Is what my first description of a South African accent. Yeah. Anyways, this movie is... It's fucking... I don't... It's garbage. It looks like absolute trash. The trailer looks like absolute trash. Right. But it's it, not for you. It's for children. Okay, but it's very okay. serious. Are you guys has, big Doolittle heads? Is that yes. what it has a very serious vibe to it? Like it starts with like really dramatic, like sweeping shots and yeah, dramatic. Like, Louis Armstrong, "It's a Wonderful World" <laughs> is not. A, it all it's that's when you <laughs> oh know a movie's going to be terrible. That was like, my right. terrible attempt. My first it's attempt. To do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, it's me. But it's not that Sunspot. song in its How's normal it in its this normal is presentation. It is the uh, like echoey version where yeah. it's like like the Facebook movie, whatever that was right. called, Social Network. Yes, right, 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 right. Um, uh, you know, I it, uh, I just th- there were so many things in it that were very odd. Uh, I just for whatever reason I just can't stand the polar bear wearing a knit cap. Why? What's I don't wrong know. With that? That's fucking dumb. <laughs> fucking Are you guys stupid. angry that it includes animals that will be extinct within our lifetime? Here's what Probably. I'm angry about. <laughs> it cost $175 million to make. Jesus. They spent a Marvel movie's worth of budget on this movie. It's like you guys don't live in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I live in the valley. It's made by the guy who wrote and directed Syriana. And, and who wrote Traffic? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. And he had to be replaced halfway through because apparently he was the the animals were attacking Doctor Doolittle <laughs> yeah, and exactly. killing him. I hear David Simon wrote the original script. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The a, a lot of the imagery. I mean, it's one of those things. It's a hard needle to thread with Doctor Doolittle movies. I feel like because it has to almost be fully cartoonish. Yeah. To, for it to not like sort of start veering into the right. absolutely absurd. I think that's what we're responding to is it's like if you made Flipper a dramatic, like, film. dramatic right. film where like Flipper was a trained assassin. Like that's what this trailer feels like. Imagine Red Sparrow mixed with Flipper. Right, exactly. It's just- Red uh, Tide. Yeah. That's actually, I mean, the there was a time when the CIA was trying to do that. Not the CIA. It was like some- nat- The Russian the, or intelligence. The, there was some intelligence agency that was trying to train dolphins, dolphins to yeah. do. I think the Germans, I think everybody was 
Basically yeah. like, I don't know, fucking get these sea dogs to do shit. We have billions of dollars. We might as well do whatever the fuck we want. They tried to do it with cats. It was called Operation Acoustic Kitty, and it did not go well. Are you serious? Yeah. Like, to do what? Uh, it was Scratch some, I think they were bomb, like bomb-carrying cats, but oh my God. Uh, there's a reason the, the oh, no, no, they were cat spies. They, they were cats with recording devices oh, hooked got up, it. and that's why it was Acoustic Kitty, and uh, there's a reason that. Uh, herding cats is something <laughs> impo- that's a saying for something that's impossible. Oh, well, I mean, they should have just got Dr. Doolittle because he could have just had the cats back and say, what did you hear? Oh, my God. Right. There's your gritty remake of Doolittle oh, where he's tra- he's right. getting animals to that do black so much ops. Sense. Right, right, right. That, uh, that would actually be interesting to see Doolittle in the modern world. But this is just like Doolittle in pirate Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like vaguely, yeah, vaguely Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, that would be great. Like, a, like a series of Homeland right. type shit, like but gritty, Doolittle, Doolittle. Yes, right. Thank you. Uh, What's the Disney? Is that the uh, who's so who's, in who, conclusion? Who's, who has Disney, the rights to this? Disney. You should contact pay us. me. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this is the second winner of a movie idea that we've come up with in the past three episodes. It's a free punch up. Yeah. The uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, but it's people who get too high is the other right. really and good idea. Right, and then their panic brings on Freddy Krueger to fuck right. them up. So it's like how high plus. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, too high. Yeah. <laughs> how high. Uh, all right, we're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Well, as much as I'd like to continue discussing uh, the only news story we should care about, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. the impending doom of our Earth, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, it's time we talk about the fact that people could be putting weed in your kids' Halloween oh, candy. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> the, the Johnstown Ooh. Police Department in Pennsylvania are back at it again. Mm. In my mind, I believe we've talked about this department before when they were asking people to volunteer get drunk for a study. Uh, but either way, they're so active they on just Facebook. doing like viral stunts? I don't know. Could you? Oh, that's probably where we're headed. Oh, Police department sure. doing viral content. I don't know what they get out of it. But like the well, the, if the social media, the head of social media for their police department is like, well, you know, gets promoted. A few viral stunts or like proposal videos can paper over a shooting. Yeah, you know? it's like, right. well, what it's about like that white cop? One. What about the white cop that you know hit them folks at that barbecue? You know what I mean? Right. The dance, yeah. yes, not literally hitting somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dance move. <laughs> you never seen an undercover Millie Rock? Yeah, that shit was hilarious. And they and kiss then, a dog. Is that All the is, is over. Nothing. They just shot a woman rule. fucking in, in her, her own home, home in Fort Worth through a fucking Jesus window. Christ. But upload that video of the police department doing the Harlem Shake. Right. And I I'll mean, be forgotten. To be fair, I do think that cops don't have problems going viral right now, just not for the reasons they would probably like. Yeah, um, right. Possibly. I mean, maybe that's Shut the up. idea is that they're. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> that's a straight up for oh, you. Thanks. Uh, the. Um, yeah, may, I I could totally see the meeting where they come up with that strategy of like we got to combat all this negative social media publicity that we're getting out there. Come on, pitch me ideas, guys. Yeah, cops and, can be fun. Yeah, cops what? can be fun. <laughs> this uh, cop was a former break dancer. Well, I wouldn't have known in that. People uniform. need to remember that we are out there protecting their children. What's yeah. a story that we could tell about that? 
Oh, the, what about that the, child that was shot because they thought he had a gun? Oh, no, not that. Not, no, that, no, no, not, no, not no. real the, stories. Uh, the, the, remember how we used to be afraid that people would put razor blades in our candy? Yep. Boom. Yeah. Here we go. There it is. How would that even work? Okay. You bite into a candy bar. <sighs> would, about this a well, no, because I think, you, you? I think you, you push the razor blade into the flesh of the apple it's and then the apple. caramel app, the caramel covers over the yeah. actual I eat point apples of insertion. also, just like candy bars, with my teeth. What are you the, talking about? The most impervious, the, my like mouth you, bones. Yeah, but if you took a full part, in there. right? If you took a full on bite though, and there was a razor blade in there, yeah. she would cut your mouth in yeah, half. Yeah, it's mm. maybe unpleasant. It's just not the most efficient way to do harm via Halloween candy. Sure. Um, this I, on the other this hand, apparently is according to the Johnstown Police Department. They have this whole Facebook post that says, "Attention, <laughs> the Johnstown Police would like to draw extra attention to the Nerds Rope edibles containing 400 <gasps> milligrams of THC." Nerds ropes are so good. <laughs> I know nerds ropes are one Amazing. of the goat, uh, fucking movie candy. Um, found during a search warrant in Stony Creek. It says, okay, during this Halloween, we urge parents to be ever vigilant in checking their children's candy before allowing them to consume those treats. Drug-laced edibles are packaged like regular candy and may be hard to distinguish from real candy. Okay, now it looks like maybe if you're just like the dude who's making your own wild edibles, you sell them like this to avoid detection from the police. Not because you have a scheme where you're throwing thousands of dollars away right. to play a sick-ass prank right. on the kids of this town. I want to bankrupt myself by getting a bunch of six-year-olds high. It's a really yeah. good use of my money. I'm give away all of the weed that I bought to sell to, <laughs> just for to these get a kids. bunch of kids. To make their Halloween extra spooky. I mean, you should obviously check your kids' candy. I think that's that's yeah. all fair. Uh, yeah. But I don't know if this is like they're like what? What Kiva mints are those yeah. for kids? I mean, I'll <laughs> personally be giving away jewel pods at my house for this trick or treat. Wow! But yeah, Shit, hell yeah, yeah, first. dude. I just want to be cool with the kids. Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, for me, it's to be cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, that right, right. and some Fortnite stuff. That's right. <laughs> but in the long run, it might right. be just as bad as putting razor blades in an apple. Whoa! Fiberglass truth in the lungs. campaign. Dang! Yeah, you're giving them <laughs> fucking Dejarum clove cigarettes. Yeah. Oh my don't god! Don't do that. Um, Wait, what did those really like? What did those do? I mean, remember it other had than that taste myth? delicious. <laughs> I remember the myth was that they would like they were like fiberglass, fiberglass in your lungs, yeah, uh, fiberglass, yeah, because that's why they hit so smooth, dude. Oh yeah, that was like so the sweet. thing. That's why they hit so smooth, dude, because the fucking fiberglass. <laughs> Is four hundred milligrams of THC a, a strong edible? A that seems yeah. like a lot. That's. Yes, <laughs> DJ Daniel's head. DJ Daniel is head banging a year. That, too much. <laughs> uh, that is too much, kids. Uh, too In much one for go? a elementary school age. Yo, you're few, especially lifestyle. on Halloween because shit is like yeah. spooky. You do like yeah, yeah. maybe 15, 20 to yeah. go to sleep. Nice. Would four hundred kill you? <laughs> I don't know if they. I mean, I don't think they found a lethal dose of THC. That there's such a thing. I don't know. I think I found mine, and <laughs> <laughs> like most people, like, I don't know, dude. I died in this IPIC theater. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm right now. I'm in my afterlife. This is all a dream. <laughs> this would make sense. Like, this is perjury. Yeah, you're like or anxiety. Purgatory. It's also perjury. perjury. <laughs> Your anxiety attack can kill you, Freddy Krueger style. Like just oh, because you oh, believe right. you're dead. Yes. Oh my god. That's. That's, that's what a new I Freddy Krueger movie happening. Yeah, that's people incredible. With edibles. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a really good idea. <laughs> Freddy Krueger attacks people who are too high. <laughs> <laughs> that is my nightmare, though. Dude, my oh dog. My dude, it feels like my chest is getting yeah. stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you are, motherfucker. 
It's like you do this every time, Emily. <laughs> Uh, uh, that sounds so you good. You had guys, one uh, CBD drink. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Uh, today, I was writing with a friend of mine today, and I could not remember the answer to this, so I was Googling a queen, queen who fucked horses. Yes. I Whoa, mentioned that today. you talked about today. Catherine the Great. Yeah. yeah I Catherine made a Catherine yeah. the Great reference. Yeah, that's today. weird. Yeah. Uh-oh, so we're in sync. Synchronicity yeah. wow. in the house tonight. Uh, and that <laughs> name came to my mind much easier than it should have. So I think we were like pulling from yeah. the same Oh, Google And it all happened share. when we were riffing about like <laughs> hot posters we would have had as kids. I'm like, anybody <laughs> right. have a Daisy Fuentes? And then yeah. I went back like Twiggy? Benny Page? And he's like Catherine the Great. Wait, does she have sex with a horse? No, that's just. A, That's just the rumor. It's How like Napoleon. Had... Yeah, the be- the worst they could come up with about him was that he was short. Right. And then yeah, that yeah. stuck. And that's how they Catherine the Great. Catherine the Great. So that she fucked horses. Horse fucked fuck. a horse. Which yeah. is a little uneven, if you ask uh, me. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, I've seen that video with Kenny Pignon. Yeah. It but it's just like, that's, that's how sensitive men are. You yeah, know? exactly. They're just like, oh, oh yeah? well. one thing we know will piss him off <laughs> is if you ignore that he is of average height. Yeah, exactly. Height. 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 Height and analyst. Height and analyst. We are on fire. My Hyphy. <laughs> That's, this is when Mike Tyson wants a high seat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, it means the world to Miles. He, he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye. Bye.